Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, Tyrac.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama avid ascend lx but did you know they sell other automotive products wheels brakes suspension just to name a few everything you need to elevate your drive simply go to tire sports tire it's the way tire buying should be hey it's jonas knox are you tired of endlessly searching for work applying for jobs and never hearing back job openings vanishing into thin air what if with just one connection you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring what if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee express employment professionals is your one connection go to expresspros.com with endless opportunities it's time to try something new in your job search let express employment professionals help you start at expresspros.com Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, live and direct. The greatest city in the world, city of angels, Los Angeles, California. Don't worry, wherever you are, hey, summer's about to arrive. It hasn't arrived already. You're in the good part of the year. You got out of the snow. You got out of the mess. You got out of the, uh, hopefully, you're escaping the allergy season. People in California, they don't know. Like, there's a little bit of allergies, but when everything comes into full bloom in places where you have snow, if you have allergies, I don't, but my wife and one of my daughters does. It's it's bad. So we'll all commiserate. This is a great weekend, Memorial Day weekend, the beginning of summer, getting ready for the NBA Finals, which we've all been waiting for. Indy 500 as well, of course. Lake and uh, river and beach season has begun, which means got to wax down there, fellas. Fellas, got a lot wax. Oh. Ow! The things we do for beauty for those ladies. That's uh, that's uh, what we'll get to. Man, we got a good show for you today. Excellent show for you today. Uh, you'll be interested to hear what Ben Roethlisberger has to say about his uh, star running back not at OTAs. 
Colin Cowherd had something interesting to say about the Boston Celtics. And believe it or not, though I vehemently disagree with many things that Colin says, I agree with him on the C's. And uh, Charles Barkley has spoken out about about uh, LeBron not being on Kobe's level. We'll get to all that. Plus, Justin Forsett, former running back in the National Football League, who famously said he wanted to be out of the friend zone with the Ravens. He's now in the retirement zone in the National Football League. We'll talk to him about running backs, et cetera, et cetera. Upcoming, about 10 minutes. Said Sabala's going to join us as we'll, uh, we'll continue to check on the Cavs as last night they took down the Boston Celtics. They trailed big in the first half. It was weird, like LeBron James in foul trouble. There's a couple of things that, like, I, I've said this before about Steph Curry. When he shoots, you're more surprised when it doesn't go in than when it does go in. Is that, is that accurate? Like, it goes up, you're like, oh, that's in. Oh, that's in. And I know everybody wants to be the guy who calls the shot in before the ball goes in. But I don't know, with Steph Curry and a little bit with Clay Thompson, it seems like they make such a high percentage that you really do, like, you're more surprised when it doesn't go in than when it does go in. That said, when when LeBron James got his fourth foul in the first half, and they're a mess. He looks off. The team looks disengaged. It's only Kyrie Irving who's doing anything. And the place is dead silent. Did you think at all, did, did anyone really think that LeBron James was going to foul out? Like, I felt like... I felt like uh, Marcus Smart could have driven to the hoop in the second half. LeBron James could have picked up a hacksaw at Home Depot during the halftime break. He could have chopped off at least one, maybe two of the arms of Marcus Smart if he had uh, his if his fifth personal foul and not got the call, not gotten called for a foul. So there was a little bit of freak out. Unnecessarily so. The, the freak out wasn't really over LeBron in foul trouble. The freakout was LeBron still looked off as he did the previous night. Uh, just a kind of quick uh, point to be made. Do you know how many fouls LeBron James finished with in the game? That's right, four. I, I, I don't. I didn't mind him playing with three. I played for a coach in college. It would you guy would get a second foul. He'd say, "You get five, don't you? Stop fouling, right? You get." He'd get his third. I he he played guys with four in the first half. Oftentimes, coaches overthink things. It's fascinating that this came up yesterday because Nick Wright and I were talking. There's a place called Moe's. Like ta- it's like named after the Tavern Moe's from Simpsons on the campus at Fox, at the Fox lot. And so we, in between both of us being on Cowherd show, we walked over there, we're talking ball, and he's like, you know what they should do away with? They should do away with fouling out. I was like, no, they shouldn't. I guess like, they should. I was like, well, tell me why. He's like, well, they should do a way of fouling out because um, isn't the point to see who's the better team. Like, just make it extra punitive, penalize somebody with a technical foul and the ball if they foul out, if they go over the six foul mark. I was like, no, there's a whole strategy to playing with foul trouble. There's a difference in how you play defensively. Like, I, I think there's an art to it. I think that's part of what makes basketball basketball is there is an actual foul limit. Do I think there's an adjustment that could be made for college basketball because so many of these guys get in early foul trouble because the refs are officiating so tightly in big games? Absolutely. But some of that's on the officials. Some of that could be adding a, a sixth foul. But I don't think that you allow guys to remain in the game when they fouled out. Fouled out means you're out. It's a very millennial way of thinking. Did you know that in the Web, in Webster's Dictionary, 
starting last year, under the definitions of literally, there is actually a definition that technically means figuratively because people have misused literally for so long in generation, whatever you want to call it, millennial generation, that generation X, Y, Z, I don't even know what it is anymore, that the Webster's folks gave in and they changed the meaning of literally to mean figuratively. That doesn't make any sense to me. That would be like changing fouling out to, well, you're now you're kind of out. You're not totally out. Anyway, I had no doubt in my mind that LeBron James would remain in the game. I did doubt that he would be able to kind of recapture and retune in and refine where he was. Now, he dominated the game down the stretch. He was a, a part of 20 of the last 25 points all in the fourth quarter, and he looked like locked in LeBron. But make no mistake about it, last night reaffirmed what I said last year. And look, if you didn't follow me from the previous spot, I don't blame you. It's fine. But I said last year, before the playoffs began, the guy who will become a, seen as a star or a superstar in this league is Kyrie Irving. He's the best finisher I have seen. Now, finisher, when people say finishing shots, they think, like, dunking, okay? Vince Carter is the greatest dunker in the history of the NBA. Period. Stop. Jordan's the greatest dunker for a great player in the history of the NBA. Yes, I'm, I'm adding things to it. Vince Carter's the best dunker. But that's not finishing shots. Finishing shots is, can you go in there, right hand, left hand, jumping off the... Norm, you know, when you're taught basketball at a young age, you jump off your left foot with your right hand, your right foot with your left hand. You can't do that when you get, when you're six foot to six foot three, six foot four. You can't do that when there's seven foot skyscrapers in there. You got to have creative shots. You got to use the board. You got to use English, the spin on the basketball. You got to use deception. He he's I haven't seen anyone do what he can do since Rod Strickland. Which, by the way, I have made that parallel for a couple of years now, and I heard it last night in the broadcast from both Reggie Miller and Chris Webber. But it's more than that. It's the ability to, when need be, take over a game. And though LeBron rightfully gets credit for retuning and refining and refocusing, not just last night, but last year in the NBA Finals, what people seem to have forgotten is that Kyrie Irving not only hit the big shot in Game 7, Kyrie Irving also carried them in the NBA Finals last year when they were down three games to one. It, it's weird, right? Like Kyrie had in game six, 41. In game seven, 23. In ga- excuse me, game six, 20, 23. In game seven, 26. He had over 33 of the seven games, and he was the one who hit the big shot to win the NBA championship. Yes, LeBron had the big block. Yes, LeBron made some free throws to cap the deal, But Kyrie Irving went one-on-one, made the big shot, which is, I'm not saying he's Jordan, but what Kyrie Irving has the ability to do is what the greats of the NBA have had a history, uh, ability to do. Here's Brad Stevens on the Cavs' ability to win without LeBron early. They still have two all-stars on the floor. With the best player in the world, they, they go to Unreal, but they're still a pretty darn good team, you know, when those guys are out there and... And uh, Irving, again, end of the second, end of the third, did some incredible things uh, with the ball. And I think it's more of a tip-your-hat kind of thing with those two guys tonight. Yeah, like, hey, they're so good, there's nothing. And and reminder that when when the Cavs lost the first two games of the NBA Finals last year, 
it was Kyrie who was struggling. Like, people say that the Cavs can't win when LeBron is struggling. Well, that's not totally accurate. Kyrie, the first two games last year in the NBA Finals, was 12 of 46 from the field. 12 46. 12 of 46. And he was averaging more turnovers, six, than assists, five. Had more turnovers than assists in those first two games. Here's kind of the, the summation, the takeaway. We're at this weird place to where LeBron James gets all the blame when they lose. But LeBron James also gets almost all the credit when they win. So LeBron James defenders are like, hey, it's not all his fault when they lose. Matter of fact, it's mostly everybody else's fault. But LeBron James defenders also give an unreasonable amount of praise to LeBron when he wins. It's like you got to have it. I'm a got to have it both ways sort of guy. It's a thing that that infuriates, I think, most of us about politics is that politicians, based upon the side of the aisle, can only see things from one side based upon whatever feeds their own narrative and can't see it both ways. It's not even. I'm, I use that exact same logic, that co- those correlating arguments, to tell you that I think Kyrie Irving might be the best one-on-one player in the NBA. I'm not the only one who sa- thinks that. Here's his coach. Very unstoppable. You know, um, he's probably one of or the best one-on-one player in the league. And... Um, when you give him room and give him space, he can get to anywhere he wants to get on the floor. And we know that. And, you know, what I think probably the best on ball defender in the league is Avery Bradley, you know, and to take that challenge and, you know, to score, you know, a few baskets like that, you know, against Avery just shows you how good and special Kyrie is with the basketball because, you know, not too many guys are getting around Avery. <laughs> and, you, you know, we've seen that, you know, for the last four or five, six years. So um, that just shows you how special he is offensively. Could not possibly agree with you more. And it's weird, like Kyrie Irving this year in the NBA averaged 25 points. He averaged 5.8, at six assists a game. Uh, two and a half turnovers, which is about what he always averages. Shoots 90% from the free throw line. Shoots 40 from three, 47 from the floor. Like 25, six, and three rebounds for a point for a star is first team all NBA sort of numbers. But it's weird, like... When Steph's numbers go down because he has to share some of the spotlight and some of the shots with Kevin Durant, we don't hold it as much against Steph. He was second-team All-NBA. Kyrie Irving is just as talented, just as dominant as Russell Westbrook. The only difference is LeBron gets all the blame when they lose, but also all the credit when they win. Last night's a perfect example of why that narrative should and I think potentially will tr- will will change based upon the upcoming NBA Finals. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's welcome in a guy who uh, I think th- these are the types of careers that I admire most in professional sports. Justin Forsett was a seventh round pick of the Seattle Seahawks. Kind of bounced around. Cut, went to the Colts, back to the Seahawks, the Texans, the Jags. And then really when he kind of made his best mark in the NFL, it was with the Baltimore Ravens. He has recently retired. He's kind of have to spend some time with us. Remember, spent time with the Lions and the Broncos. Justin, did you collect gear? from? Do you have the gear from all the different teams you play for? 
Yes, I have tons of gear everywhere. I have every. I'm a, I'm a hoarder. Yeah, I'm, I mean, me too. Right? Like you, like anywhere you, any stop you go, you got to get a pair of like what workout shorts or workout shirt. Which is which? What's what do you have mo- most of? Uh, I got a little bit of everything. You know, when I got released, I made sure I took everything out of my locker so they couldn't have it back. Justin Forsett joining us <laughs> on on the Doug Gottlieb show. How would you characterize your career? Oh man. Um, it, it was a blessing. It was a story of an underdog uh, that, that you know, fought adversity and, and kept persevering. And, you know, that's kind of been my niche. Like, I've been released. I've been cut. Uh, I've been demoted. But uh, I was able to go out on my own terms. What moment hurt the most? Uh, I would probably say the darkest moment of my career would have been in Jacksonville. Uh, I didn't think that I was going to get a chance to play again after injuries and after, you know, uh, you know, what happened to me down there, um, being demoted, kind of inactive a lot of the times and um, helping out on scout team. And I didn't think I was going to get a chance to play play the game again. And then Baltimore called and, you know, turned everything around. Yeah, you hurt your you hurt your foot, right? Didn't you, did you break your foot when you were at, at the end of that run there? Yep, yep. At the end of the year, uh, I, I got a chance to, uh, opportunity to actually be on the field again and play. And when I got when, right when I got my chance to to get the ball, I broke my foot on my first time getting the ball in that game against Houston, and uh, that was the end of my time there. All right, so you like you got a walking boot on, you break your foot, they release you in March. Um, what's take me through the emotions, like the real? Because so oftentimes I think we as fans, we 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 think about emotions in sports on the field, whatever. The emotions of thinking like, dude, I might have to go find a real job. I might have to use my Cal degree. Like, I might have to get out there and do something with my life outside of football. To go from there to the Ravens uh, offering you that one-year deal, What's? I, I'm sure you remember, actually, the phone conversation. What do you remember most about it? Oh, man, just that time. It was, it was real hectic. You know, I didn't know. I was actually filling out, um, you know, my, my resume when people were still taking on, you know, people still take resumes anymore. Uh, but I, I, I was filling out a job resume, doing some job shadowing, um, uh, getting ready to transition out. And then uh, Ozzy called my agent and said they were interested. A couple weeks later, they said they wanted to sign me. And um, the, the rest is history. I actually have my, my first uh, Pro Bowl um, in, in that, that season. And a lot of other great achievements. And, of course, you put it out there, you want to move from the friend zone to the, uh, what, relationship zone. And then, yeah. <laughs> like, right, right? Like, that of the things that you're known for, that's probably the thing you're mo- most known for in the NFL, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so it's one of them, man. I was in the friend zone for a long time, but finally somebody made a commitment and put a ring on it. So what makes you decide, I'm done, I'm, I, I'm, I'm washed, I got to move on with my life? Man, uh, it was just, um, you know, last year was really tough, you know, being on three teams in one season, uh, picking up and traveling with my family. I remember the time when I was in Detroit uh, and I got released. I got that call and then Denver said, man, we want to pick you up. And I went down there. I had to leave my family, uh, which we had a place there with an apartment there. And my wife, who was six months pregnant at the time, and with my two boys who were ages four and two, she had to pack up everything with them and uh, drive through a, snow, a snowstorm all the way back to Baltimore, to our house in Baltimore by ourselves. And uh, just, I mean, that's some of the stuff you, you really never really hear about. But, uh, you know, it's just tough on the family doing that. And I didn't want to have to put them through that again. And, uh, you know, physically, emotionally, and, you know, I, I was ready to go. Okay, but what about the idea of, 
uh, and, and I, I thought of this, like I, I stopped playing basketball when I was 26 years old. I got into the media, but I just, mm-hmm. the one, the only thing is, man, I want, I got a little guy now he's eight. I wanted him to see me play. And maybe it's better now because word of mouth, like he thinks I was a lot better than I really was. But mm-hmm. you got two little boys. Obviously, your oldest is old enough to see a little bit of you playing. Was there any yep. like, man, I, I could stretch this out a little bit. I could have my boys really see me and have a snapshot of who who I am. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, thankfully, we live in a day and age of, you know, great YouTube videos and, uh, you know, social media. So they'll get a glimpse of it. But I would have to stretch it out maybe three or four more years in order to uh, to pull it off where they all could enjoy it. So, uh it kind of was a, a no-go for me. I, I understand. Justin Forsett joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, so what's this shower pill? When I hear shower pill, I start to – I'm like, wait, 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 what's going on in the shower? What is the shower pill that, you, that, 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 this, that you're behind? Yeah, definitely. It's a company I started a few years ago with two teammates I went to UC Berkeley with. Uh, what we are is a, a hygiene company, personal care company for athletes and active individuals on the go. Uh, our number one product right now is the Body Wipe. It's basically or essentially a, a shower and a wipe. So after workouts, after yoga, uh, you're able to wipe down and get clean and not bring those germs and bacteria into the car or uh, wherever you're doing. If you're running errands, you'll be able to wipe down and take a shower basically anywhere until you can get to a real shower. Who's the most hygienically challenged guy you ever played with? What, what, uh, <laughs> who, who needs this wipe the most? Oh, man. I don't, I can't I can't put anybody on. Come blast, on, stop, every, stop that! So you, everybody has everybody has every team I've ever been on has to be like, yo, man, you got it, you got to you got to like your shower, your feet, your your feet stink, your breath stinks, <laughs> you don't shave enough, you're not using like, oh no, you got to you don't need deodorant, man, it's natural kind of uh, pheromones. Like, who's who stank the most that you played with? Man, I cannot put my name on that. You know, there's a lot of people that need the shower pill, body wipe. You know, out there, whether you're a soccer mom or whether you're a guy that goes camping or hiking, so anybody can use it. Justin Forsett joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, did, did we did, did we lose him? No, I'm here. Oh, okay, sorry. We, I thought we lost you for a second. Uh, last thing, you know, running back has become really interesting. It used to be when we were kids, the running back was the signature player on an NFL team. Right. Like you, you go back and this is even before you were born or before you came of age and playing like 80s and early 90s. Like the team was about the running back now. Like, look, Zeke Elliott came in and and wrecked shop last year. And you do have some guys that have gone high, but a a lot of it is running back by committee. What's what what are your thoughts on the evolution of the position in the league today? Uh, I, I like the fact that more guys are getting opportunity. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, I like the opportunity uh, to. Uh, All right. Yeah, your yeah, no, your cell's gone bad. Try one more time. You're saying you you like the fact that guys are get more guys getting opportunity than your cell was kind of going on us. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that guys are getting more opportunity, but uh, I think the the position only gets devalued really in free agency and on and in the draft. I mean, our position is still needed. Uh, you think about doing playoff or championship time, championship games. Guys are always talking about you need a great ground game. So uh, those are my thoughts. Could, could I let me, could I just ask one other thing? It's that it's this. It's that it's interesting. What makes you a star when you're a kid as a running back is your ability to get the ball and just you know beat everybody and score touchdowns. But and again, you tell me you lived the life of a guy who just had to make a roster. 
Isn't mm-hmm. it more about like the the things that we don't talk about, or maybe uh, parents don't understand, or fans don't understand? Like you got to be able to pass protect. You got to be able to know where you're supposed to be. Obviously, you have to be able to catch out of the backfield. Like running between the tackles or outside the tackles is almost secondary in term when you get to the highest level. If you want to just get on the field, is that fair? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you got to do a lot more, um, and you're more responsible. You're responsible for more at this level. And uh, for me, that's the only reason why I was able to stay uh, for a long time is because, you know, I was able to excel in film study, excel in those things like pass blocking, because at this level, you got to protect, you know, a $100 million quarterback, you know, in in front of you. So, uh, you know, it's it's high premium on guys that can do it all. And, um, you know, the players and the coaches have to trust you back there. So definitely, uh, I agree with you. All right. The, the shower pill is out. How do I get the shower pill? How is it available? Showerpill.com and on Amazon. Uh, number one product in our category and uh, doing well. I like that. I like that. I need it. I get a little stank sometimes doing radio. I start talking <laughs> and ranting, and I start looking around the studio going, like, what is that smell? And when there's nobody else in the room, obviously, the smell, you. The smell, is, the smell is me. That's right. The smeller is, yeah. smeller is the feller. <laughs> Great to catch up with you, Justin. We'll do some more when we get ready for the upcoming season. Thanks for being our guest, and enjoy your retirement and your beautiful family. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's uh, Justin Forsett, Cal Berkeley alum. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. When you hurt your back, when you start having multiple back or neck surgery, like you can't do anything in golf with the torque that you have to you have to use. Uh, if you hurt your back in golf. Mm-mm. But I, st- I still, so this is the latest story, which I know you've seen, Deb, which is Tiger Woods is rehabbing. He's He says he's, shocker here, committed to playing pro golf again. He said this on his website. I want to say unequivocally, I want to play professional golf again. Presently, I'm not looking ahead. I can't twist for another two and a half or three months. Right now, my sole focus is rehab, doing what doctors tell me. I'm concentrating on short-term goals. Um. Uh, the, he was asked whether he'll attempt to play the Masters next April. I did everything I could I could do to play at Augusta and was ready to go. Unfortunately, it was kind of like the 2008 U.S. Open, which he won despite a, a fracture in his leg right. and a torn ACL. The pain was, was post-impact when I swung the club. I figure, can I handle it? This time, the answer is probably not. That shows the effect of the nerve pain. So it was a huge disappointment for him. He had this fusion surgery. And other guys who have had fusions or disc replacements like Davis Love, Retief Goosen, Lee Trevino, Lanny Watkins, Dudley Hart, they have all come back. More than anything, it made their lives better. The most important thing, I can have life again with my kids. So, anyway, in summation, I'm still a Tiger Woods stockholder. I know that stock isn't worth much. But if you've ever had a stock that at one point was worth 100 and now is worth 5 bucks, you're like, you know what, what the hell? It's not, it's not worth selling. Right. You might as well believe that at some point it can get back up to 75. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Yesterday, most of the world rejoiced because the group celebrations and using a football as a prop and the fun bunch type of stuff is back in the NFL. Not all of the world. So Marvin Lewis... <laughs> came out and uh, said this when he was asked about the touchdown celebrations being allowed kind of to be pre-planned and to evolve teams and to evolve the the football as uh, as part of the celebrations he said this also they passed a rule 
basically reversing all of the celebration rules so now players can celebrate in groups again and basically do everything they haven't been allowed yeah, to do for, for years. <laughs> I think that's we had a good standard and the whole standard has always been you want to teach people how to play the game the correct way and go about it the correct way and that's not a very good uh, example for young people. Again, it's a, this is a team game and uh, why we want to give in, I don't understand, we want to give in to individual celebration. The hardest thing to do when you're a coach is give unpopular opinion, right? Because now Marvin Lewis like, well, look, you drafted Joe Mixon. Like, I actually saw that in three of the stories that I read. Right? That, that Joe Mixon being in the draft, Marvin Lewis is a hypocrite. Like, what? How does, how does one have to do at all? Like, look, let me explain to you Joe Mixon is the perfect Bengal, not because uh, of Pac-Man Jones in the offseason or some of the previous Bengals. The, the Bengals are bargain hunters. They always have been. And the reason that you get bargains in the NFL draft is they got something working against them. It is a cheap organization. The Bengals are famous in the NFL for having the worst towels. You're like, what? Yeah. Like, they replace their towels less than any other team. Why? Because it's expensive. They were the last team in the NFL to have their team spend the night at the hotel for home games in the NFL. Nobody, they didn't do that. Everybody else does it. You know, you spend the night, you have meetings, you keep guys around, you make sure nobody goes out. It's kind of a college thing that's become a pro thing or a pro thing to become a college thing. I mean, it's kind of lame to be totally honest. Like, where are you where are you more likely to get a better night's sleep at home or at a hotel? Oh, well, there's not the camaraderie. Like, so? Uh, but that's what NFL teams do. And the Bengals, in all of their cheapness, their frugalness, were the last team to give in to that. Anyway, there is no correlation between drafting Joe Mixon and a coach saying, hey, we had a standard, we had rules, and now all of a sudden the rules become a little bit confusing. Right? Because Antonio Brown was actually celebrating on Twitter, celebrating the change in the celebration rule. Here's the problem. Antonio Brown got in trouble and fined several times last year for twerking. Twerking is still against the NFL's policy. Anything that's sexually suggestive, anything that that mimes uh, shooting off guns. So there's lots of things that you should, and by the way, like a high five is still good enough. A chest pump is still cool. That was always legal under NFL guidelines. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I, I thought this was the most fascinating thing that will be the least discussed thing of, uh, of the offseason in football. Rob Gronkowski has, has gotten a newly reworked, restructured deal with the New England Patriots. He was badly underpaid, and he is, in fact, the best tight end in football when healthy. But here's the problem. When has he actually been healthy? When has he actually been healthy? So Gronk's new deal, which was which was done by Drew Rosenhaus, could be worth $10.75 million. Now, he'd have to play 90% of the snaps. Uh, 
or have 80, 80 catches. Excuse me. He'd have to play 90% of the time, have 80 catches, 1,200 receiving yards, or be an all-pro. And by the way, it's really hard to be an all-pro unless you play 90% of the snaps. Now, if he doesn't reach those markers and he only plays 80% of the time, and he has 70 catches, 1,000 yards, he'll get $8.75 million. If he plays 70% of the time, 60 catches, 800 yards, and has only 10 TDs, he gets $6.75 million. Here's what you need to know. He only played 70% of the snaps in 2014. He played 84.2 in 2015. Of course, did not play a snap in the postseason in 16 and played only 31.5% of the snaps in 16. This is Gronk signing a contract extension or a reworked, restructured contract that is betting on himself to stay healthy, and he's never stayed healthy. He hasn't played a full 16-game season since 2011. He's 28 years old, which would be your prime for anybody else, but he's had two back surgeries. He's had two ACL surgeries. Like, that's not his prime. So he's missed... 30 of the team's last 92 games over the past five seasons, and Rob Gronkowski is signing a deal that's based upon player performance and how many games he plays? That's ludicrous. That's a terrible negotiation by Drew Rosenhaus. And if you want to tell me, well, it's because, you know, they won the Super Bowl without him, fine. You want to tell me it's because he's under contract, fine. Like, all Rob Gronkowski has to do is be willing to sit out Any amount of time with the Pats, what are they going to do? Like, you think Tom Brady doesn't want the best tight end in football to be well compensated? This will be championed as Gronk finally getting his pay, but to me it should be championed as the Patriots owning, absolutely owning Drew Rosenhaus in this negotiation. It looks good, but the likelihood is that Gronk ain't going to play 90% of the snaps. And if he does, the numbers will be so obscene, he'll be worth all that money. And isn't it interesting that everybody can, will concede that he is arguably the hardest matchup in football, but instead of, and this was the old Jimmy Graham argument when he wanted his new deal, instead of being evaluated against wide receivers, he's being evaluated against tight ends. Remember, this money, $10.75 million, would only make him the highest paid tight end in the history of football, not the highest paid wide receiver. And yet Rob Gronkowski is a harder matchup than virtually any wide receiver in the national football league. Oh yeah. And he helps you in pass pro and he helps you in run blocking as well. I think he's still underpaid. And I think this contract is wildly in favor of the Pats. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Let's welcome in our guy, Cedric Sabalos, 11-year NBA vet, dunk champion, NBA analyst force here. Uh, said, um, what did, you know, like, let me give you a little bit of my take on game three. I know game four was just, put, you all right, dude? Yeah, I'm good. What are you doing? Uh, waiting on you. You're getting your words together. No, I, I, like, I you like cooking something like in the microwave. You put in some popcorn. You're like going through the drawers. Like what? What's going on? Man, I'm always on fire. You know that. I'm just waiting for you to pass me the ball, baby. All right. So, like, look, game three. Did you think? Do you think it was just he wasn't making shots, or were you with me where LeBron showed that kind of weird confidence drain, right? Where he he suddenly didn't want it. And it's it's just different than any superstar we've ever seen. What'd you see from Game Three? Well, uh, I just saw a guy that just just did not prepare 
for a team that was going to be that aggressive. Uh, I thought he thought the team was just going to give it in, just just throwing it out. Isaiah was out. Uh, he got blown out the first two games. And he just was like, ah, I don't really need to prepare. Maybe he slept a little longer. You know how when we sleep longer, we, we seem a little drowsy and, and we didn't prepare what we did. I think that's the situation with LeBron James and what happened to him. But uh, I also, and I, I threw this out uh, earlier this week after they lost that game, you know, Tyron Lewis is, is, is a, a student of Phil Jackson. Maybe he's thinking, get me wrong here, if we do sweep the Boston Celtics, we have a long time before June 1st. We have a long time before game one. Let them have that long layoff, and we might go into Golden State and still that game one. We lose game three, no problem. We take four. We go to Boston, win, win game five. Now we're only looking at three to four days off. When, when Golden State's been off for a while, and that may, you know, that may be damaging in that first quarter, uh, in, in that first quarter, which San Antonio took full advantage of when Kawhi Leonard was there. So there may be some strategy to that losing that game, but you know, you, you saw a little bit of it uh, in, in Game Four too, as well with the fouls that may have got him a little tentative. But luckily, he got a superstar named Kyrie Irving to take over uh, when his days, when, when when his days, when his games are down like that. Um, I. I think I know something was up with LeBron because now even Richard Jefferson is like, well, it might have been the flu, right? And anytime, and then you had the 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 most telling one to me was J.R. Smith talking about confidence, like, hey, he's got to play. And he, the first half last night, I know he was in foul trouble, but he was still tentative with that jump shot. And it wasn't until he got a couple dunks and they started to get back to the lead that he started to regain that confidence. How would you handle LeBron if he was your teammate and suddenly he would have one of those dips in confidence? Well, he has to know uh, that Boston is going to be, you know, they're going to show up. And and they have taken away the opportunity for him to get to the hole and say, hey, mate, we can't stop you going to the bucket. Obviously, nobody can. You, you proved that wrong right uh, in the finals last year with the last four games of the series. Once you figured out... If I go downhill, nobody can stop me. I can open up so many, so much for everybody else. I think game one, game two, they tried to do that, stop that, I make the challenge, and then Coach Stevens like, look here, we got to back off this guy. If he want to shoot a hundred times out on the perimeter, great. He doesn't distribute the ball. He doesn't um, uh, get everybody else involved. He doesn't get us in foul trouble. Let's let him do that. And I think he tried to do that too, game three, and also last night and. It's just not falling for him. And, that, and LeBron is not a jump shooter. I mean, he, it's some days that he can get it going. When he has that threat going downhill at people and they start to really back off and he can, you know, he's got a good ladder, he's got a couple of buckets going, he's right. making free throws, and he can start knocking down threes. But he's not a jump shooter. And when he relies on that, I think that's why the, JR said his confidence. Uh, you know, don't, don't, you know, I'm not, JR says, I don't like confidence. I got confidence all the time. Yeah. So LeBron should be the same way. Richard Jefferson say maybe the flu, it may be some flu symptoms. Maybe you never know. We, we're not on the inside and we're not LeBron James on how he feels. But I think that's what it was. A combination, Boston Celtics figuring it out, let this guy shoot as many jumpers as he wants. He's, he doesn't hurt us like he would hurt us if he's going downhill, dunking the ball, getting to the basket putting us in foul trouble, and distributing to guys for three-point shots. Said Zabala joining us, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, you mentioned Kyrie Irving and, and what a big star he is. Uh, it's it's weird because I do think that LeBron, the, the, just the presence, the name, 
the the Jordan comparisons, like all this stuff overshadows Kyrie Irving. What are your thoughts on Kyrie's game? Not just la- obviously last night was the best of Kyrie, but overall, what are your thoughts? Oh, man, he's one of the best players in the league at this point, uh, especially in the point guard position. It's just LeBron has the ball all the time. You know, he, he did this damage, maybe didn't lead a team uh, to the finals or even the playoffs when he was by himself. But, you know, when you play with LeBron James, you, you take the back seat to a lot of things. Ask Dwayne Wade. Ask Chris Bosh. You know, ask Shaquille O'Neal when he played with him in Cleveland. Uh, Carlos Boozer. It's just the guy is so dominant and so good that uh, he draws so much attention that the best game plan is to be Robin instead of trying to be Batman. Uh, you, you just have to go with it. His, his ball handling skills are unbelievable. Obviously, he's shown that over the years. Uh, he's very clutch. Uh, he finishes a lot of buckets. And that practice has come from when he was in, with a terrible Cleveland Cavaliers team where he had to carry that team by himself. And he was used to shooting the game winners because they had nobody else to go to. So he's prepared for himself for it. He's ready for it. It's just LeBron is that much. He draws so much star power. He draws so much attention, and, and he's that effective when he's on the court. All right, I want to get to the the upcoming, the likely upcoming final series in a second, but I want to put kind of to rest uh, the San Antonio Spurs. Um, what would your advice be to Mono Ginobili? He said he's got two really good options. I can come back and play, or I can spend more time with my family. He's 39 years old. First series against Memphis, he didn't look like he had it. Second series, he was really good against Golden State, especially for 39 years old. Uh, what, what would your advice be to, to Manu? Well, if his, if his body allows him to do it, I want him to play. Um, you know, he can always – there's always time to spend with family, uh, even when he's playing. I know Popovich is a family-orientated coach. He, he wants your family around. So please don't let family be the excuse of him not uh, coming back for one or two more years. I'm not, I'm not sure what he's planning on, but – uh, you know, once I got done out the league, man, you, you, your body feels great, and you go, man, I should have never stopped playing. And and uh, he's in the he's in the mix of things right now. Maybe he needs to take a seat, figure it out. Do I take a seat playing Argentina? Do I take a seat playing overseas? Uh, do I do I sit back a little bit with the Spurs? You know, so check his body. If his body temperature is good and good to go. I say go for it and play some more. You, you can always find time during the season, during training, uh, to, to, to hang around and, and be with your family. Uh, look, obviously everybody knows Kawhi Leonard is, uh, is an elite player, and you, the, the thought is if you look at he continues to improve. Like, he's getting better. So LaMarcus, if they're all healthy, would have to be their second-best player, and then you know, then they got to figure out the point guard position with Parker at his age, Murray being probably not being ready. Um, but the, LaMarcus seems to be a weird fit, right? Like, he's more power forward than center, and yet, in this day and age in the NBA, he's got to play center, but he's not really a defender or rim protector. And then he showed signs of, at times, being soft, which is the opposite of what Greg Popovich wants. What do you think long-term they think of of LaMarcus and whether or not that will actually work? Well, first, uh, I think the question is, if we do let LaMarcus go or move him, who in the league is better than him at that position? Not too many at that size, that height, and that scoring ability. He shows flashes of greatness back in Portland a, a, a bunch of times. But that's the Portland system that he, that he ran. The ball came through him. It was, it was his team. It, 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 you know, he touched it every play. It's a different system here. And, and maybe we want him to be a 30, 40-point guy you know, each and every night. 
Uh, and that's just not the system that Pop has. And, I, and that's not what they brought him in to do. Uh, this, they brought him in, obviously, to learn from Tim Duncan to, to, to make that transition from Tim, him on. Uh, but Kawhi was, was given this team two or three years ago, knowing that he was going to be moving on uh, to be the best player on the team. So it's got to go through Kawhi. Obviously, Kawhi is not a shoot-first uh, basketball player, so you know, obviously Lamarcus will get his touches. But it, the offense just does not is not designed to pump it into the post. Even after Tim Duncan and David Robinson went through the same offense, it, it wasn't even that. Let's go into Tim first and then figure things out. It was let's move the ball around and look for the great shot. Obviously, great shots come when you got David Robinson and, and, and Tim Duncan down there. But it also goes off percentages. I know Popovich is in his ear. Let's start. You know, we're gonna we're gonna pump it down to you, big fellow. You, your percentages have to be pretty high and a better chance. I know uh, the system that he runs. Uh, everybody gets involved, so it gets to Lamarcus uh, again. Even when he's missing shots, it gets to him because he, you know, maybe I'm breaking this system down. I'm changing the way they play because in Portland, even if he missed shots, they still go into him the next play and the next play and the next play. So he has to adjust his game. I think it's going to be a lot of soul searching this summer. He's going to have to really figure out where um, uh, he, he wants to be condition-wise so he can come in and, and have a spurt where he doesn't touch the ball five, six times and then all of a sudden go to work for four, four or five times and then go back to not touching the ball again. All right, last thing, you got against that phone. you got people at the door. You're going through your drawers. Like There's a lot of stuff going on in the Sabala's household. Uh, we're a week away from the finals, okay? And I totally – like. I'm not one of these guys that gets into the, well, you picked a week ago this team. And, like, you know, crazy things can happen within the context of a series or even in a game with foul trouble or a guy not shooting well or somebody gets suspended, somebody gets hurt. But what, what's your, what are your expectations for the NBA final? As a guy who studied this thing, played in it for over a decade, played at a very high level, what are your thoughts heading into what we think is going to be the NBA finals a week away from that? Yeah, I wanted, I wanted both teams to come into the finals undefeated. Uh, I thought it's been a clash of those two, you know, Golden State winning, uh, Kyrie goes down, uh, uh, the Cavaliers winning, uh, Draymond possibly was the reason because of the suspension and also Bogues going down. Um, I, I, wanted, I wanted them both to go in a series 12-0. And, and then let's, see, let's, roll, let's, let's get a good rest. Everybody has the same rest. And let's go to battle. Uh, this is going to be interesting. KD's in a, a, a one-time familiar place with the finals. Uh, excitement, a lot of expectations. I don't think he was the favorite last time he was in the finals. This is an opportunity where he's the favorite. Uh, he, he's coming into a team that has won a championship. He's supposed to be the added piece uh, to the puzzle. Uh, LeBron James went and reamped his team, put him, put him some great shooters out there to, to, to command uh, the defense to pay attention to Golden State's defense to pay attention to the more. And I, I apologize to all Boston fans if I'm already putting Cleveland in, but uh, that, that's, the, that's the way I saw it. That's the way I want it to be. I, 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 I love game seven last year. I would love to see it again. Uh, even, you know, the, the fans and everybody saying, oh, this is boring. These guys are backing it again. Hey, let's go back and go back to it. It's not like Golden State won two and, and, and Cleveland won zero, or Cleveland won two, and Golden State won zero. They won one. They won one. Here's the tiebreaker. That's why we call it a series. This is just the final series. If these two teams match again, this is game three of the finals, uh, so to speak. Game three series, and and let's see who wins this series. And then you'll see who's the dominant team because one team will be up two one on the other. 
Yep, should be awesome. Said, uh, listen, we'll let you get back to your day. Always appreciate you spending time with us. Your breakdowns are beyond good. Appreciate you being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks, guys. All right, that's uh, Said Sabalos. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.